Hey, this is Travis Bennett, the pastor here at Arena of Life Church, and I just want to welcome you to our podcast. I pray this builds your faith, encourages you, and brings you to newer levels in Christ. Enjoy the message. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Aren't you thankful this morning? Aren't you thankful that we serve a God that is the the fourth man in the fire for you and me? Aren't you thankful that we serve a God that is in the boat with water and a storm brewing in, or maybe a storm that's already left, that he never leaves you and he never forsakes you? Come on, who, who believes that today? He's still the same God. King of kings, Lord of lords, the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end. God, we thank you, Lord, for your word. God, we pray today, God, as we get in, uh, dive deep, Lord, in, in, into the word of God today, I pray that you are opening eyes to see and ears to hear. I pray, God, today that you would move mightily in our midst, and I pray for the power of God to go into operation, not by might nor by power, but by your spirit, says the Lord of hosts. And so, God, I just pray today, God, as we tap into the Spirit of God, I pray that the power of God is released in operation. I pray for miracles in the rooms. I pray for miracles in the room. I pray for miracles in the room in Jesus' name. That the blind would see, the deaf would hear, the lame would walk. Not only in the physical, but God in the spiritual. I pray, God, a manifestation of your presence. Thank you for meeting with us. In Jesus' name. If you have your Bibles, please open them up. Luke 24. Luke 24. I'm going to read a passage of Scripture with you. I'm going to jump in the Word today. It says this, Luke 24, and verse 44. If you don't have your Bible in your hand, you can read it on the screen here. I'm reading it out of the Amplified. He says, then he said to them. So this is the part of the Scripture here where Jesus, he died. He was buried. And on the third day, he rose again. Like he actually rose from the dead. We, we ought to be excited about that. How many of y'all believe that this morning? Like you ought to have, woo! I mean, I don't think you can do it without getting a little bit excited. So let's try this again. Wake you up at the 1030, 9 o'clock. They, got, they caught on real quick. So Jesus died. He was buried. And on the third day, he rose again. Resurrection power. Come on, woo! There we go. I knew we could have church today. So this is the part before he goes back to heaven. He's ascended back to the Father. And he's given some instruction here. He said, this is what I told you while I was still with you. Everything which has been written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures and said, and so it is written that the Christ, the Messiah, the anointed, would suffer and rise from the dead on the third day. Verse 47, and the repentance for forgiveness of sins would be preached in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. Verse 48 says, you are witnesses of these things. And then we get to verse 49. He said, listen carefully. Look at your neighbor and say, listen carefully. Listen carefully. He said, I am sending the promise of my father, the Holy Spirit upon you. But you are to remain in the city of Jerusalem. Until you are clothed, fully equipped with the power from on high. I'm going to read one more time. He said, listen carefully. He said, I'm sending you the promise of my Father, the Holy Spirit, upon you. But you are to remain in the city of Jerusalem until you are clothed, fully equipped with the power 
from on high. God, I just thank you, Lord. Your word, it's quick, it's powerful, it's sharper than any any two-edged sword. And I pray, God, today, Lord, that it pierces hearts, pierces minds. God, I pray that there's power in the room. In Jesus' name, amen. Look at your neighbor and say, this word's for you. Look at your other neighbor and say, it's about time you came to church. Oh, all right. Well, I'm going to say this to you. Happy Father's Day to all the men in the room. And uh, I, I do want to go ahead and tell you that this is not a Father's Day message, but this is a Father's Day message because uh, I, I believe the, the word right here where he said, listen carefully. How many of y'all know you need to lean in when God says, listen carefully? Because uh, I just want to help all the dads in here be a better dad. I want to help all the moms in here be a better mom. But on Father's Day especially, dad, you're going to have a hard time being dad if you don't have the power of the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. And so I want you to lean into the word today, and I really believe that God's going to do something big inside of your heart. But in this particular text, I want to talk about clothed with power. Everybody say clothed with power. It's so important that we get clothed with power. And I was thinking about this for the dads today. Remember that show, Tim Toolman Taylor? What was that, Home Improvement? You know, it was back when you could watch shows as a family. But even when he talked about power or, or a wrench or tools or something like that, you know what you do, right? Can I tell you, when we talk about the power of the Spirit of God, you ought to be, how many of y'all know it's a manly thing to be led by the Spirit of God? And I hope by the end of the service, if you didn't say amen there, that you will know how important it is that we're led by the Spirit of God. And those of you that haven't been here, I just want to give you a little recap because I've been talking about the Spirit, and I think it's very important right away. Some of you are like, I visited on Father's Day. Here's this preacher. He's going to talk about the Holy Spirit. How weird. I want to tell you what I told you last week and the week before. The Spirit of God is not weird. People can make it weird, but the Spirit of God is not weird. And what we've been talking about two weeks ago, we celebrated Pentecost, and I won't get into it in full detail. You can go back and listen to it. But there's so many people in their life that they celebrate Passover. And we celebrate the blood of Jesus. And you can go back to the Old Testament and the New Testament. Jesus fulfills the Passover. In fact, when John the Baptist sees him, he said, Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. See, up until that time, they celebrated every year. And there would be a lamb that, that, would, that would take away the sins of the world for the year. But Jesus came and he fulfilled that. And how many of y'all celebrated Jesus coming to live on the inside of you? You are 2 Corinthians 5, 17. You are a new creation in Christ. Behold, everything has become brand new. How many are out there today that you are a believer? You are a believer. You're a new creation in Christ. Old things have passed away. Behold, everything has become brand new. And so you celebrate Passover, and then there was a celebration of Pentecost. And in in the Old Testament, what that meant was 3,000 people died. In the New Testament, 3,000 people got saved. In the Old Testament, he wrote the tablets on, uh, um, wrote the... Ten Commandments on a tablet, but in, the, in Acts chapter 2, when he poured out the Spirit in the upper room, he wrote it on their hearts, and, and, and we celebrate that Pentecost, but then there's this other one, and it's the feast of, uh, it's the celebration, or it's the, the, the feast of trumpets, of when Jesus is coming back. I want to ask people in the room, how many of y'all believe that we serve a God that's coming back for his church? If you don't believe that, you come see me, I'll prove it to you in Scripture that it's very valid. But there's so many Christians that are robbed in their Christian walk with Christ and they lose power because they celebrate Passover, they skip Pentecost, and they go straight for Jubilee. They, they've accepted Jesus as their Lord and personal Savior. Are you going to heaven? Yes. 
but you were skipping out of what God tools that God wants to give you in order to walk in freedom, in order to walk in power. And you are skipping out on something that he poured out. The Bible tells us in Acts 1.8, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you'll be my witness in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth. But you are missing out because you're just focused on Jesus coming back. You, you, you're, you're in a basement somewhere with a tin-full hat, right? And listen, there's nothing wrong with that, but I'm here to tell you why you're on the earth. God has called you to be a witness. God has called you to raise children in the kingdom of God. God has called you to build homes and plant gardens and be functioning in society. And I'm just here to tell you this morning, the Holy Spirit is something that you need in your life. And last week we saw this, that he's a gift giver. And y'all be here next week because it's also baptism. But in the gifts, we saw that God, he gives us eternal life. When we've accepted Jesus to be the Lord and personal Savior, it's a gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. The Bible tells us that in Romans. And we also saw the, the person of the Holy Spirit of what we're talking about today. And then we saw spiritual gifts. And I want to tell you again, whatever gifting God has gifted you with, you will be miserable. And I'll say it again. You'll be miserable until you begin to fulfill and walk in that calling that God has in store for you. That's why we have so many places inside the church to be hospitable, the gifts of helps. There's so many things that there is a gifting that God gave you that you need to walk in that gifting. But today I want to talk about power. Everybody say power. And so in this particular text right here in verse 49, he said, listen carefully, I'm sending the promise to the Father, the Holy Spirit upon you, but you, may, but you must remain in the city. Can I just be honest with you? I don't like it when God says stay there. <laughs> Can I say that again? I don't like it when God says stay there. Like, let me give you an example. How many of y'all know you're at the car lot? You already know where I'm going. It looks so good, you can already visualize in your head, I'm gonna pull up to a stop sign and I'm gonna see people I don't even know, but they'll think that I look good and I'll be impressing them. I may never see them again, but at least I'll look good. And you, you're thinking to yourself, if I pull up and this is inside of my driveway, you, I mean, the payment's way, be, way beyond you. But you can justify it inside of your head. I will look so good in this car. And you go before the Lord, you already know what he's going to say. In fact, I can tell you this. You don't even have to go to the Lord for that. But you go before the Lord and, the God, and God says this, remain in that hoopty. You're like, was that bad pizza from the night before? God, did I hear you right? Oh, you don't hear me on that one. Okay, maybe it's that girl you want to ask out. And the Lord says, I want you to remain single. How many of you have heard that before? All right. How many of y'all know, I don't know about you, but in my walk with Christ or just in life, I'm a mover and a shaker. We got cities to build and contracts to fill. I, you can sleep when you're dead. That's what I believe, right? I like to go. I like to do things. I like to build bridges. Come on. How many of y'all know? Uh, the Bible says in Ezekiel, I'll look for a man in all of Jerusalem. I looked at a man. All, I, I'm going to say, God, I'm the one. You can pick me. But I don't like it when he says, I want you to remain there. But how many of y'all know in the place of remaining God is cultivating and making you ready for where you're supposed to go and what you're supposed to do. And so in this particular text, he says, I want you to remain inside the city. And it's something he didn't say, build the church there. And he says, listen carefully. He didn't say, I'm sinning. What, I'm gonna, what I want you to do is, is I want you to build the church. What he didn't say is, I want you to preach the gospel. Now, is that something that he later on says? Yes, it's very important that we preach the gospel. But what I'm getting at is this. I want you to listen carefully. I want you to worship. 
Listen carefully. I want you to have small group. And all of these things are very important. But what did he say? I want you to remain in the city because I'm going to clothe you with power. And as I've been meditating on this particular text, I want you to see something in scripture here. He's not talking about progress. He's talking about process. Because I want you to stay there because there's something in that waiting. How many of y'all know, how many of y'all are at a place right now, you're in a waiting season, that you're just waiting, uh, strength will rise as we wait upon the Lord? And how many of y'all know in those places, that's when you're, uh, uh, that's where patience is built up, that's where love is paced, uh, built up, there, there's some places that you wouldn't get if, if everything was just kosher. And in our walk with Christ, it's so important that we, we take, the Bible says the steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord. He doesn't say leaps. He doesn't say the run of a good man. He said the steps of a good man. How many of y'all know in your walk with Christ, there is a process to things? See, he didn't want them to miss out on it. Can I tell you this? I, I may not be a smart man, but I know what love is, right? But this is one thing that I figured out in life is this. And in fact, in Genesis 8, he says, as long as the earth remains, there will always be seed time and harvest time. Would you all agree with that? There's seed time and harvest time. I just want to pass you just for a second here. Seed time and harvest time. How many of y'all know in every great thing in your life, you first started out by planting a seed, watering the seed, and harvesting the seed? Like in your relationship. I'm looking across here and I see many relationships. There is the seed that is planted to cultivate a relationship. And then you begin to water that relationship and there is a harvest inside of that relationship. Just like inside of a job, let's talk about your retirement. There comes a time when you retire. It's during this time when you're making money that you put seed in the ground. You, put, you, you save some back. You water that. You keep adding to it. And it's day by day that you have to do that. And then you enjoy the harvest. Can I tell you as a pastor what I've seen many times in people's life? They don't understand whatever a man sows that shall he also reap. They don't understand seed time and harvest time because of this. I see lots of times when they are in a financial wreck, when their marriage is a disaster, when their kids have gone away from home, they're in the house of God. They worship, they pray, they get in the word of God, they seek the Lord, and then harvest comes. But what they haven't realized is this. During harvest time and everything is great, they forget to keep putting seed in the ground, watering seed, enjoying harvest. Are you hearing me? It's like a farmer realizes this, but believers don't get this. A farmer understands that during the harvest time, the work don't quit. You've still got to daily water the seed. See, the harvest that I'm enjoying today in my life and all the things with my kids and all those things, it's seeds that were planted two years ago. So I'm telling you, if I want to enjoy a harvest two years from now, how many of y'all know I've got to put seed in the ground and I've got to water the ground and I've got to harvest the ground? Are you hearing me? So in this, talking about the progress and the process, what I see Jesus is doing is this, is you've got to learn. Right now, you've got to have a process of the Holy Spirit because you're going to go into Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth, but you've got to learn how to have power every single day. You've got to tap into the power on Monday. You've got to tap into the power on Tuesday. You've got to tap into the power on Wednesday. You've got to tap into the power on Thursday. How many of y'all hearing me this morning? How many of y'all know victory is one day by day? Victory is one day by day. Don't stop sowing in the middle of harvest. And so Jesus knows this, 
And Jesus is speaking to them. He said, I'm, I want you to stay, remain in Jerusalem because I'm going to clothe you with power. Because they would be missing something. They needed power to keep on going. Can I tell you, American, you need power to keep on going. Watch the news. Can I tell you, Christian, you need power to keep on going. Can I tell you, mom, dad, son, daughter, you need power to keep on going. There's a ride we like at uh, that demonic place of Disney World. Oh, Lord, that mouse is taking lots from me. But there's a ride that's there that, that you may know about. And if you've, if you've never seen it before, it's actually a really good ride. And I've always seen it on a spiritual concept when I'm in there. What it is is you're in this carousel. And you go from scene to scene to scene. And there's a song in there. There's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow shining at the end of every day. And what, what it is, is Walt Disney, he had this idea in 1964, I think it's something like that, in the 60s somewhere, in New York City. And he won this contest because what he saw was is how America had progressed. And they went from one room, you, you're in this carousel, and you go to this room, and there's this guy, and he's sitting there, and he has, he's, he's sitting in a rocking chair, and he has, uh, uh, there's a candle that's lighting the room. You can tell this is probably the 1920s, 1930s, and he's saying, can you believe it? There's somebody that went from New York City to Los Angeles, California, and he did it in a week's time. Isn't that just amazing? There's also some guys in North Carolina that are learning how to fly. I don't think they'll be able to do it. And then he progresses and he goes to the 1950s and he sees all these things, like all these things inside of the room of how they have progressed. And then he goes to the 80s, how it progressed more. And then it ends up and it's in the 2000s. They have like these things called a microwave. They have uh, DVD players and all of this. And what it is, is the carousel of progress. And every time you go to the new room, there is new things. And it says, there's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow shining at the end of every day. See, I started this out talking about we go from Passover to Pentecost to the year of Jubilee. And what God wants for you in your life is he wants you to progress. Can I say that again? The Bible says he wants you to go from faith to faith. God wants you to go from glory to glory. Lord doesn't want you to stay at the same place as the day that you got saved. And there's so many people, they live a defeated life because they haven't tapped into that power. And I want to tell you, by the Spirit of God, there's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow shining at the end of every day. There's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow. See, you don't have to be stuck in the same place that you got saved in. You don't have to still struggle with giving. Oh, should I really do it? No, you should have progressed by now. Are you hearing me this morning? There is things in the faith. You should still have faith that he's a healer. You should have faith that he's a provider. You should have faith that he is going to pull through. You shouldn't be stuck at the same day that you were saved. You ought to be, there's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow shining at the end of every day. And he knew this, if they're going to progress to what God had in store for them, go where they needed to go, be who, they were God, who God had called them to be, they needed to remain where they were and get ready. See, think about the carousel of progress. Every day there was people that were putting seed in the ground. They didn't just show up in the 50s and have all this new stuff. There was seed that was sown. It was put in the ground, it was watered, and their harvest. But in the 50s, if they just enjoyed the harvest and didn't put seed in the ground, they wouldn't enjoy the fruits of the 80s. Are you hearing me this morning? I hope you're understanding this. See, I'm, I'm kind of going in a direction. But he said, I want you to remain where you are because you're going to be clothed with power. How many of y'all know it's good to have clothes on? 
Say that again. I want you to get this image inside of your head. It's good to be clothed with power. Get it inside of me. I love it. The Amplified says clothed in power. You know, Facebook years ago, it said, name some crazy things that, uh, that would hurt you. I mean, I know that clothes is something thin, but think about it. If you welded naked, that would hurt. Right? If you cooked bacon naked, that would hurt. Would it not? On our honeymoon, very first night, I mean, I was pretty tan. But I went down to the beach in just a bathing suit, no shirt. I fell asleep in Cancun, Mexico. I got so baked on our honeymoon, I said, I told Pastor Brandy, I said, do not touch me the rest of this trip. It's our honeymoon. How many of y'all know clothing protects you? I hope you're getting this supernaturally by the Spirit of God. Clothing protects you. You know, when we're naked, we're vulnerable. Can I tell you, when the clothing of the Spirit of God comes on you, you can be confident. Like no matter what things have been spoken over you as a child, no matter what kind of upbringing you've been up, brought up through, you're now in the kingdom of God and now being clothed with power. You don't have to live a vulnerable life anymore. You can walk in confidence with your chest back, with your feet out in front of you, saying the Spirit of the living God lives on the inside of me. Not by might nor by power, but by your spirit, says the Lord of hosts, what Zechariah says. So he's saying, you will be clothed with power. Like there's so many people in here, when you talk about the spirit of God, you're already thinking, you know what I read about this? Uh, I, hear some, I hear other people talk about it. I saw someone else walking in these gifts. I, I want you to say me. me. Everybody in the room, say me. me. Ready? One, two, three. Me. me. I hope you're getting that. Me, I'm clothed with power. The pastor just doesn't have to be clothed with power. He's saying, I'm going to pour this out, and I'm going to clothe you with power. I'm going to clothe you with power. Look at this in John 16 and verse 7. Go ahead and put that on the screen, amplified. It says, but I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage. Everybody say advantage. That I go away, for I do not go away with the helper. How many of y'all need help in the room? He says, away the helper, comforter. How many of y'all need comforted? Advocate, intercessor, counselor. How many of y'all need counseling? Some of y'all didn't say amen that you should have. I was listening for a voice there. All right. A strengthener, a standby, will not come to you, but if I go, I will send him, the Holy Spirit, to you to be in close relationship with you. Look at this. He says, it is to your advantage that I go away. It is to your advantage. It's to my advantage that Jesus left this earth and he sent the Holy Spirit to clothe me with power. You know, as I was thinking about this text, I was thinking about, how many of y'all know before you train your kids to like talk to a waitress, it's okay to talk to a waitress? But how many of y'all know when, when the waiter or the waitress comes to the table and they ask your five-year-old or six-year-old, what would you like to drink? How many of y'all know when they look at you? Like that's twofold. Should I talk to them? But really, can I get a Dr. Pepper? You know what that means? You know what I'm talking about? How many of y'all parents have ever dealt with that before? How many of y'all know if Jesus was still on the earth, the disciples, every little thing that happened in their life, they'd be going? Like, how many of y'all know we need to take Jesus everywhere we are? The highways and byways, we walk on the school, let's take Jesus with us. But what he's trying to say, it's better that I don't go, what, what, uh, or it's better that I go. It's to your advantage, because if not, we would constantly be doing this. How many of y'all know like when your spouse is acting crazy, 
your kids. I'm just here to tell you, you can have a power that you don't have to do this anymore. Are you hearing me this morning? You don't have to look. You don't have to look anyway. You, there, it's, it's on the inside. He said, I'm going to send someone. I'm going to send him to clothe you. It'd be better that you, I would like for you to stay alive. But what he did was, is he clothed me with power all the time. All the time. Everybody say all the time. I hope I have your attention this morning all the time. Not just like when the bass is right and the piano's right. You know, in that song and you get goosebumps. It's not just in those times. It's the times when you're going down the road and you've just left work with bad news. How I many of you know you can be clothed with power in those times? You can be clothed with power when you, you read that on Facebook that really wants to bother you. And you say, you know what? I'm not going to let this get me down. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. If God be for me, then who in the world can be against me? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You can be clothed with that kind of power. Listen to this. You can be clothed with such a power that you don't even have to call your pastor. And listen, I want to be very, very careful how I say this because I love talking to you and I love encouraging you and I love building you up. But there's some of you who still call me today on the little things. You're still in the carousel progress. And I want to pass you this morning and say, there's a great Big, beautiful tomorrow, shining at the end of every day. Like I love talking to you and I love encouraging and I love building you up. But can I tell you, you can pray. <laughs> you can lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Can I tell you, in the upper room, it was full of delinquents. We had Peter in there. It was mean to his mother-in-law. He cut off people's ears. He had a cussing problem. When I think about the upper room, there's prostitutes up there. Matthew was up there. He was a tax, cheating, no good, counterfeit person. But how many of y'all know God pours out the Spirit of God on the cheat, no good, counterfeit, new creation in Christ? Come on, that's good news this morning. And that God wants to use you. He wants to clothe you with power. He wants to clothe you with power. I hope you get this in your heart. There's many times. I told this story not too long. Here a while back, I was inside of Walmart. And there was somebody who had been going to the church for quite some time, many years. And somebody was pouring their heart out to them. I didn't know this other person. They came up to me and they said, uh, they told me what was going on. And they said, Pastor, I just feel like we're supposed to pray for them. I said, I do too. He said, all right, would you go ahead and pray? I said, no, you pray. And I'm going to get in agreement with you. You know what they've done? They... they this is what they were doing. You don't have to live like that. Can I tell you, you don't have to live like that. God wants you to lay hands on your kids and see them recover. God wants you to lay hands on your family members and see them recover. God wants you to walk in the light as he is in the light. Not through your pastor, but through you, dad. Power. Come on, I'm, I'm giving you something to live by, to breathe by, to function, to progress. How many of y'all know we need to progress this morning? We need to progress. Power for what? Can I tell you, this world needs more stronger Christians. We have enough latte-sipping weenie ones. Not to say anything wrong with a latte. I drink it black. Ha, 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 ha. 
And there's nothing against that. I, I, you know, I said in 2020, we, we need less, you know, and there's nothing against skinny pants. It's just the way it came out. It's like skinny pant, lobster, latte, sipping, weenie, boy band preachers. We need people that are going to step up and fight the good fight of faith. That's going to help you walk in power. Come on, how many of y'all know we need to walk in power today? I'm going to say it again. How many of y'all know we need to walk in power today? You're like, isn't this a Pentecostal thing? Is this, is this a Baptist thing? Is this a Methodist thing? No, I want to tell you, these are the words of Christ, and this is a Jesus thing. How many of y'all get something out of the word today? I hope you are. That God wants you to live and breathe and walk in power. God wants you to walk in power. God wants you to walk in power. See, Jesus knew that your fight is not against flesh and blood. And I'll just tell you, still people in this season, their fight is against flesh and blood. You still see this. Our fight is against Democrats. Or maybe you're out there in Republicans. I hope you repent by the end of the service, but whatever. <laughs> but forget I even said that. Your, your, your fight is this. It's against, uh, you know, liberal or, or conservative. It's against the ones who wear the mask and don't wear the mask. Get the shot and don't get the shot. Can I tell you, all of that is still flesh and blood. Like what's going on inside of your home between your teenage boy and you or whatever's happening inside your home, that fight is against, that fight is against uh, principalities and powers and rulers over darkness and wickedness in high places. I didn't see it two years ago, but that's Ephesians chapter 6. He's talking about putting on the full armor of God and what he's saying, wickedness in high places. How many of y'all know the most wicked place and the highest place in your body is right here? To battle the things inside of your mind, you need power from most high, clothed. See, when you're clothed with power, I'm talking about putting on the hat of the Spirit of God. That your mind can be renewed. That, that God can take, by the Spirit of God, clothing you, covering your heart that was once a heart of stone and making a heart of flesh. There's still some of you, I promise you, you've, you've asked Jesus to be the Lord of your life, but there's still some heart issues and you're in the carousel of progress and you're still at such a hard heart when God wants to progress you. There's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow shining at the end of every day that if you put some seed in the ground, you begin to cultivate that, get in the word of God, and by the spirit of God, you can have a heart of flesh. Amen. Doesn't matter what's been spoken over you. Are you hearing me this morning? So here's three things. I want you to write this down. If you don't write it down, just go ahead and write it down. You ready? Power to live a holy life. Can I tell you, dads, God wants you to live a holy life. Yes. A holy life. You know what a Christian is? It's Christ-like. That means you talk like a Christian. You walk like a Christian. You drink things that Christians drink. I won't even go there. <laughs> you walk like a Christian. You look like a Christian. You are Christ-like. Now, if somebody messed those things up, I'm sure there has, but I'm just here to tell you that God can give you power and clothe you with power to walk that Christian life out. Can I tell you, there's too many paper plate Christians. You know what you do with a paper plate? You throw it in the trash. Let me just see a show of hands. Who's going to use a paper plate today to celebrate Father's Day? Amen. I love paper plates. It's nothing against paper plates. YouTube. It's nothing against paper plates. I don't want hate mail about paper plates. 
I'm just here to tell you, God has called you not to be a paper plate Christian. He's called you to be fine China Christian. Am I one? No, I'm far from it. But here's the deal. I, I have power through the Holy Spirit to live a righteous life. Can I tell you, Christian, dad, mom, believer, God has called you to live a holy life. It's not just something you read about. It's not just something that needs to be on other people. You clothe you to live a holy life. The Bible is very clear in Romans chapter 8 and verse 5. I love what the New Living Testament says. Just give me just a few more minutes here. It says, those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things. Let me all know. Go ahead. Do you have that scripture? Will you go ahead and put it up there? Just think about this. Those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things. How many of y'all know that? Like, whatever sinful nature, think about sinful things. So you do sinful things, you think about sinful things, you walk in a sinful life, you do a sinful life, right? But then it goes on to say, this is very important, but those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about things that please the Spirit. I don't know about you. Galatians 5, 16, he said, walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Can I tell you, there's always going to be a constant fight. So how many of you know you need power to live a holy life? We need power to live a holy life. It says, so letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death. But letting the spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. Well, pastor, a couple weeks ago, you talked about a righteous life. Last week, you talked about being a saint. Remember when I asked y'all, how many of y'all in here are saints? And you're like, ah, it was painful, right? Can I tell you, God's called you to be a saint. God's called you to live a righteous life. And you, the only way that you can do it is by living under the power, clothed in the power of the Spirit of God. How many of y'all know it's day after day tapping into the power? So every day I'm going to sow into this relationship with the Holy Spirit. Every day I'm going to sow into this relationship with the Holy Spirit. And can I tell you, he will give you the power to live a holy life. Here's the second thing. Write this down real quick. Power to fulfill his mission for your life. The Bible is very clear. The Great Commission is going to all the world and preach the gospel. It also says in Acts 1.8, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You be my witnesses, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth. I know I've already said that. But can I tell you, there's some of you in the room today You are scared to death to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's why you need an endowment of power. That's why you need an endowment of power. Can I tell you many times, there's been many times that I've shared things with people that was beyond me. I knew it was the spirit of God coming out of me. Like there's been times in counseling sessions. There's been times when I'm disciplining my kids. There's times inside of my marriage that I need to be clothed with power to make the right decision at the right time at the right place. Are you hearing me this morning? How many of y'all know we need to be endued with power? And I think about this. There's so many people. That, how many of y'all know the enemy distracts you? How many of y'all just this week you've been distracted by something? That's taking you off the mission of what you're supposed to do. All right? I'll lift both hands. All right? There's just things that happen in your life. There is people. There is all kinds of stuff that happens. Can I tell you, that's the enemy's mission is to take you off course. And what it tells me is when I let him win, he's winning. 
When I think to myself, well, I didn't do this because of this. Can I tell you, there's an authority on the inside of you, and I'm going to talk about that here in a minute. But I need to be clothed with power so I can go into all the world. I need to be clothed with power so I can be a witness to my kids and to fulfill the mission God has in store for me. Is the enemy winning in your life? You need to be clothed with power. I want to ask you the question, is the enemy winning in your life? You need to be clothed with power. So number one, power to live a holy life. Number two, power to fulfill his mission in your life. Number three, I'm coming to a close. Are you ready? Power to live supernaturally. Power to live supernaturally. Can I tell you, God still does miracles. Not all of you heard me. God still does miracles. He still heals. He's still the God of the breakthrough. He's still the fourth man in the fire. He's still the one in the boat with us. Come on, he's still in the house. He's still the God of miracles. Can I, can I, also, can I tell you this also? That he wants to work. He, he also, he still breaks addictions. Somebody needs to hear that today. God still breaks addictions. He breaks addictions. And he works through you that are filled with the Spirit. Can I tell you this? 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 3. Uh, go ahead and go there on the screen there because I want to share this with you. But you know what I wished? I wished that I was a pastor... That had, a, that had a job that I worked outside of the church and I came here on Sundays and could tell you that you can still live in the world or still work out in the world and still live a supernatural life. Well, you're in luck because I do it all the time. My pastor, he did the same thing for years. You know, I, all the things that you go through, I go through them too. Four kids, spouse, mortgage, bills, gas, water, crazy people. Come on. I see all the same news that you have. All of that. I deal with it all. Family members, hey, listen, all of it. But can I tell you, my life is good. I feel like Nacho Libre. Spirit of Nacho Libre is coming over me. My life is good. Really good. I'm here to tell you that this morning because so many of you are living a defeated life. You're like, you don't know, go, go through what I go through. Yes, I do. All the stuff. All the things. All the same things. I promise you, I do. And I'm not saying that boastful. I'm saying it boastfully for the Lord and the Spirit of God living on the inside of me. That you too can live a supernatural life. Look at this. I came to you in weakness, timid and trembling. Keep going. And my message and my preaching were very plain. Rather than using clever and persuasive speeches, I relied only on the power of the Holy Spirit. Like, go back to that. Go back to that. Rather than parenting by what my grandpappy's pappy's pappy taught me, 
rather than doing marriage the way even my mom and dad taught me, what I'm going to do is rely only on the power of the Holy Spirit. Rather than, look at this, look at it this morning. Rather than financially doing the way the world tells me to do it. Rather than doing that, and rather than giving in to the fear of what the government and the control and all that garbage the world's trying to do, what I'm going to do is rely on the power of the Holy Spirit. Are you hearing me this morning? Come on, I really hope you get this in your heart today. Then it goes on in verse 5. It says what? It says, I did this so you would trust not in human wisdom, but in the power of God. Are you seeing how important it is that we, that we tap into the power? I've got the power. Luke 10, 19 says this. So any of you that have been raised in the church, you know this. Look, I have given you authority over the power of the enemy. Listen, listen. Stand on your feet this morning. Stand on your feet. There's so many of you in here. I am not done. Please stay engaged with me. But there's so many of you in here. You are still living a defeated life two years down the road. You're still living a defeated life three years down the road. You're still living a defeated life five years down the road. I just want to remind you this morning, when you get clothed with power, there is authority in you. Like, I don't have to be concerned. Do you, you see right now? I mean, COVID's being amped back up. I'm not scared. I have authority. Like my neighbor, he, he, might, he might get goofy on me. All right? There may be people that I'm surrounded with, but you know who's not going to get gooey? This guy, Travis Bennett, because I've been clothed with power. Come on. I have an authority on the inside of me. I serve the name that's above all names, that at his name every deem us vow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Come on, I serve the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning, the end. Come on, Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals. Jehovah Sikhanu, he is my righteousness. Come on, Jehovah Anisi, he is my banner of victory. Right? Jehovah Shalom. The God of peace. Let's, oh, we have one more scripture I wanted to share. Luke, Luke 10, 9, that, that was it. But what does it go on to say? Power of the enemy and you can walk amongst snakes and scorpions and crush them. Nothing will injure you. You know what I, I'm telling you? I just feel like there's people in the room. You're still living a defeated life. Dads, you're out there and you're still living a defeated life. Can I tell you, there is a power that you can tap into. Dunamis power by the Spirit of God. Signs and wonders will follow you wherever you are. You know what kind of power I want? When I walk into a room and if there is an evil spirit in the room, that he gets the EBGBs. Amen? I, I was thinking about this. It's like we really are living in a Hank Williams Jr. song. We're living in uh, the interest rates up, stock markets down. You're going to get robbed if you go downtown, but a country boy will survive. Can I tell you? All of that stuff is happening, but a believer should survive. Not just survive. We should strive. We We should thrive. Come on, I know I'm excited about this. You ought to be too, because by the Spirit of God, you can live a supernatural life. Are you hearing me today? Come on, who believes me this morning that you can live a supernatural life? You can live a supernatural life. God wants you to live a supernatural life. 
You know, as your pastor, I want you to live a supernatural life. Supernatural. Of life and of peace. I mean, y'all know we need peace in the world today. We need peace in the world today. You might as well be a carrier of it. Like, mama, if you ain't going to, I'm going to be. Right? Even if your husband ain't on board, he'll get on board when he starts seeing you walk in peace. Come on. I want to tell you this morning by the Spirit of God, there's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow shining at the end of every day. It's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow. Listen, I'm setting this up so you can see this, how important you can't live without this. Next week, I'm talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the three baptisms, just like we talked about. There's a baptism of the blood, there's a baptism of the oil, and there's a baptism of water. Don't just go through life with one blood, one baptism. Go through life with all three. The book of Acts is all, the book of Acts is full of them. The church, the birthing of the church. You need a baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I don't share that because I'm old school. Because I'm a one God, apostolic, tongue-talking, holy, rolling, born-again, heaven-bound believer. I share that. I share that with you because I want you to live in victory. Hey, I want you to live in victory. You can do it today in 2022. With every head bowed, with every eye closed, if you're in this room, you say, you know what? I don't, I'm, not, I'm not living a supernatural life. In fact, I believe God wants to do supernaturally something in you today. In you today. If you're out there and you say, you know what? I haven't tapped into that, but I haven't tapped into Passover. I haven't accepted Jesus to be the Lord of my life. But today, I need to tap into that. If you're out there and you say, Pastor, you don't know what I've done. You don't know who I've hurt. You don't know where I've gone. You don't know the places that I've, uh, and, and people and things. and You don't know all that. I don't know. And I don't care. But I do know this. That we serve a God that will forgive you as far as east is from the west. The Bible says the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. If you're out there and you say, Pastor, you know what? If I died today, I don't know if heaven would be my home or hell would be my home. That would be a question you need to ask yourself. That if you're not right with God, today is your day of victory. There's three things that I want to ask you to do today. I want you to admit that you're a sinner. The Bible says sin separates us from God. Sin brings us to death. Number two is this. I want you to believe. I want you to know that there's a Savior out there. The Bible tells us in John 3, 16, that God so loved the world that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. He gave His Son for you and I. He came to this earth. He was tempted in all three ways as men is. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. But He didn't give in to any of them. The Bible tells us the book of Hebrews. He died and he was buried and on the third day rose again. It was resurrection power. And you're out there and you say, you know what? I need resurrection power in my life. I've been dead for a long time on the inside. I need something to build me back up. Maybe you prayed this prayer years ago, but you need to just rededicate and say, you know what? I need that resurrection power back in my life. Here's a third thing is confess him as your Lord. Listen, you can't make this life on your own. Life is impossible without Jesus. And the Christian life is not just hard, it's impossible without the gift of the Holy Spirit. You know what, I need some help today. If you're out there and you say, you know what, Pastor, with every head bowed and every eye closed, you're out there and you say, you know what, Pastor, I need to get things right with God. I need to pray that prayer that you're talking about. If that's you, something's tugging on your heart today to do that. 
Pray this prayer with me. Say, Jesus, I admit you're a sinner. And I've been separated from you. But this morning, I believe that you died, you were buried, and on the third day you rose again. Come live in my heart, Jesus. Make me new. Set me free. I confess you as my Lord. From this day forward, I'll serve you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining us. We want to thank all of you who give to our ministries here at AOL Church. It's because of you that all of this is possible. You can give now by clicking the link below. And if you haven't already, subscribe and share this message. It helps us reach more people and share the gospel through you. Be sure to stay connected to us through our Church Center app, our website, arenaoflifechurch.org, and follow us on social media like Facebook and Instagram. May the Lord bless you and keep you. His face shine upon you, be gracious to you, and give you peace. Thanks again for listening. Go and make a difference today.